0: What's up, it's me, Adri V, the Go-Getter, and I wanna welcome you to the G-Code Podcast. You see, this is a place you go to to get the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. There is always a story to be told and everything that glitter ain't gold. So understand this, there is no need for the cheat code when you got the G-Code. So get your notebooks and pens ready. It's time for us to get into it. Welcome to the (laughs) G-Code You are now listening to The G-Code with Adri V. Hey, what's up, my go-getters? Welcome to another episode of The G-Code Podcast with yours truly me, Adri V. the go-getters, a host, a brainchild, and a creator of it all. And, you know, the reason why I created such a podcast is because one day I was just feeling down. You have those moments from time to time when you really want to hear from other people and believe that, through knowing that they were ever to make it through these trying times, trials and tribulations and following their dreams that you can do it too. Because I honestly believe that seeing is believing, but also hearing can also help you to be able to do so I decided to come up with this podcast where I get a chance to interview dope go-getters who's moving and shaking in the industries turning dreams into reality and encouraging others to do the same and most importantly being open enough to share their pretty their ugly and their grind to success through my audio platform that I often like to call my audio diary so this week's episode I got a chance to do an Instagram live with the one and only Mr. Lester Pace a true industry vet he is currently Rock Nation Senior Vice President of Promotions also having done work at Interscope several different stations as a mix radio DJ and in addition to that also being someone who was able to have his own station ownership is key okay he said ownership own your shit so when you get into this podcast you better have your notebooks ready because he drops gems left and right all right ladies and gentlemen i don't want to talk anymore but i want to get into this episode with the one and only mr lester pace welcome to the (laughs) g-code Absolutely, ski
1: praise. That's it. Hey, sorry. Hello.
0: You got to excuse? Me. I'll be in the car. It's it's okay. It's okay. However, you got to
1: do it. I'm I'm around. I'm I apologize. You. I apologize. I've been ripping and running today, it's but then a- I thought about an hour ago. I'm like, oh my god, I got to do steam But I like let <laughs> me make sure. i waiting for you to hit me up. So I'm trying to get a better view of myself. I think that's a good view right there. I think that's a
0: good view. Okay, how you doing? I am good. I am really good. One, thank you so much for giving me this time. I appreciate it.
1: Um, hey, no, no problem. <laughs> I love to give back.
0: Absolutely, because listen, I'll tell you this: when when the competition radio station came into play in Rochester, you know, you start doing your research on folks like who's these people? They coming in with all this force, and then you start diving into the folks. I said, oh. He's pretty interesting. And so, at some point, I was like, I have to get to know his story because I'm always intrigued by people who have a love for radio. And it's clear that you did because you decided to invest in one. So, for those who are... And and, and
1: I I encourage you to do it, too. Uh,
0: Yes. That's one of the goals. Hey, hey, hey,
1: the more owners we have that are black, we we can't control the voice unless we... Well, I'll get into that later as we talk, but my whole thing is ownership. And I, I guess I can use profanity on here with us, but I ain't going to go too deep. But my whole theory is ownership, own your ship, Mm. own your shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's the whole thing. So I tell people like that, we always talk about a voice and everything, but my whole thing is, if you don't control the media, it's like a lot of media outlets... And, you know, I'm, I don't want to be such a conspiracy theorist, but I believe that the, the, you never know who's controlling the people what comes across the air. And you being in radio, you totally understand that certain things you're allowed to do. But if, the, if you want to do something, now the owners say you can't do it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it blew me away. Matter of fact, my uh, wife yesterday, she has gave me a, a, showed me a, a video from an old school guy. He was playing hip-hop on the radio, and uh, and he rapped on the radio. And the owner came to tell if you ever do that again, we're going to fire you. Mm-hmm. But the fans liked it. But yep. they want. He wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. So I, I, I just one of those people who believe in, in independency independence and being able to uh, be able to speak your voice. And sometimes, you know, we we, we don't want to change our ways. But if you if you don't get changed, you get exchanged.
0: Absolutely. So listen. Soon as he Joe for the live. He's dropping knowledge. Okay. So for those who have no clue who Mister Pace is, he is a radio vet, a vet in the entertainment industry, coming from record labels, and currently the SVP of promotions. At Rock Nation. And like I said, <laughs> when I kicked off, I, I learned about him because he came in like a storm into Rochester, like who these people, you know, trying to take our time. Oh,
1: we, we haven't got to where we want to yet. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff planned. They they just have marinated the, the way that I want to. They I'm a fan of competition,
0: right? I feel like it's... Yeah, I
1: love it. I love and, it. And it's necessary. But I'm, I'm all. It only, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but it only makes me and you better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I was diving into your history, and I was like, I got to get to know him. So, you know, what made you decide to step into radio and say, you know what, this is an area that I would
1: like to explore? Well, just to start off, I started off in radio before I got to records, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Going back, I was in Houston when I was in high school. Me and a friend, uh, a few guys, we used to rap in high school. And then all of a sudden, uh, one of my teachers in high school Asked me to ever think about being a radio DJ Because I used to do the morning announcements in high school I was like no I never thought about that So she took me on to uh, this college in Houston Called uh, Texas Southern University KTSU Mm -hmm. They had a show on weekends from 10 to 2 10 in the morning to 2am Called Kids Jam So what they did they allowed kids to come in and run the radio For those four hours So kids high school and and a couple of college people So uh, she turned me on So I ended up going to the radio station and, And um Pursuing what I didn't pursue, it I was at that time working at McDonald's. I leave McDonald's at ten a.m. and uh, then I go to the radio and be on the radio. And really, at that time when I first got there, watch what was basically going on. Wow! So what I did then, I um, I end up one day having to run uh, run the board because the people didn't show up. Music so, talk. Is that on my end? I had rap records from Sugar Hill to all the profile records, all those on my deck. So I started playing on the radio. And you know how that phone line ring from the program director, um, my program director, Pam Collins, told me to take the hip hop, quit playing that hip hop, quit playing rap music. Uh So at that point in time, I said, okay, we took it off. And then the next time, whenever I came on the air, I played rap music. She told me to take it off the air. So so Mm -hmm. what ended up happening, we had a talk show in that segment called Be Yourself. And that show was on, like, from 12 to 1. It was an hour for the kids to express, you know, it was a talk show about kids expressing the things that they're going on, pregnancy, all the kind of things that are going on in, in, in a, a teenager's life. So that one day, we had to decided what well, people wanted to listen to more hip-hop or R&B. So, and that was the time when hip-hop was just, I don't want to be I mean my age, but that's when hip-hop was just coming to its infancy. So I end up, uh, we voted, and um, it blew up. I end up uh, being on the radio, uh, one of the... Uh, pioneers of play, uh, playing hip hop in Houston matter of fact if you ever watch this uh, documentary on um, Netflix called uh, Hip Hop Evolution yep okay they got one called The Southern Way you see wow. one segment when they talk about rappers and stuff like that they'll say Lester Sir Pace so I hear people hit me all the time Lester Sir Pace was that you? wow I'm like, yeah. yes 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 I said yeah that, that was me so I went there and then from there I did radio in Houston at a few radio stations I got old i like i don't want to be a dj the rest of my life i want to do something different so at that time a good friend of mine named uh lil j better known as james prince on rap a lot records called me one day and told me he thought i'd be good at doing radio uh marketing promotions so i went to rap a lot records and i worked there for like three or four years and then i left and went to interscope and then i went from interscope uh you know to uh Doing my own, starting my own company, doing independent marketing promotions, and then over to Rock Nation to where I'm at now.
0: Wow. So transitioning from radio and going into. To you know, working records and working for was it out Records? What was that transition like? Because I feel like while you're on the radio, you're able to really articulate and develop and understand the concept of music, right? And of course, understand the artists and how we play the different records. So of course, you had that back end. So what was that transition like? And what made you say like you said there's more you wanted to do, and you made this transition? <laughs>
1: what made me that transition was because I think I had a, a, a I didn't understand I didn't I didn't really know I wanted to get into the record game it was just thrown upon me by Lil J from Rapalot because that's the time when Scarface the Ghetto Boys was coming out so I ended up going over there because I didn't even understand how the, the music side works being on the record side from radio because I always and I always still have a diehard love for radio so getting over there and just seeing the you know how you when you at radio you think you just want to be on uh, on the air job right and then yeah. you see all the things like no i want to do programming oh yeah. no i want to do production so you get into get into the uh music side i start seeing the different avenues and then at that point in time too when i was on the radio i was like i was less deserve serve pace but uh i wasn't making the type of money that i could make mm-hmm. over here so i decided you know what let me step over here so i started be- realize being in the prime in the front light wasn't all the, the best lights, you know what I'm saying? So right. as I made that transition I enjoyed it and then as I started working music, and started going around the country meeting other radio personalities program directors I, I just I, it, it just felt like that, that love became number one and then the radio side became secondary
0: Wow, and so with being able to then now work these records <laughs> and work for these different companies how were you able to utilize the relationships that you have? Because I feel mm-hmm. like coming and being a part of radio, you begin to kind of network, right? But you were able to grow out your network, which is always important. this is why I tell people, you know, I have no problem communicating with other people at other stations because these are my peers. Although competition is always healthy, I have no problem with it. So how were you able to really make sure that that was a a kind of mindset that you have? Because sometimes in a game, I've noticed that people will... People are their competition, and and look at it from the standpoint of not being able to develop relationships, because in this industry, it's all about
1: relationships. It's well, it's all of you. I tell you, well, prime example I give you, prime. When I first got the Interscope, I was there for six years before I got fired, and when the the guy that I worked there for fired me, uh, most people told me at that time I had a station that I was programming in Texas too, so I was still doing both, But I had. I, I had a station I was programming and working records at the same time. Wow. So everybody said, i never seen nobody can do this. Said, That's a conflict of interest. I said, it's I not my say, interest. Is it? Is it <laughs> it, it wasn't a conflict of my interest. And <laughs> <laughs> and so my under-owner, uh, the, the guy who worked for, the, uh, uh, my boss, he didn't have a problem with it. And my owner on the radio station didn't have a problem with it. So wow. I was basically uh, being a programmer at, and, and doing both at the same time. So, um... Getting back to what see what your question was, uh, where we were talking about, I lost my train of thought um, <laughs> on, on the situation. But yeah, just knowing how to nav- navigate between the two, it, it, it helped me, and, and it really, like I, I tell a lot of record reps, sometimes even radio uh, guys, you should work both sides because a lot of times I go talk to programs about records uh, and, and vice versa. Me being on both sides, you I have to know how to deal with all the different personalities mm-hmm. because when you're a doc, you're like an artist; you have an ego. You know what I'm saying? So, the, the program director, I'm sure you know some, not <laughs> speaking of, have an ego and want it, the the record company is supposed right. to cater to their needs. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I had to learn at that point, I hate to, to use this analogy, but kiss ass because I was getting my ass kissed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you're the program. They, they need what I have. So, I became to know how I have to go into each radio station, learn the personality. Can't say because I talk to you that... Uh, the next program is going to be the thing. I had to know what made you tick. I had to know what I had to do and learn how to deal. And it, it becomes know how to manage people. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's different. Uh, I can't. I can probably go in and, and uh, say things that's funny to you that might not be funny to the next person. Right. So it, it. So it. It taught me how to deal with people a lot better uh, than I probably did in the previous past before I got into this role of, of working on the record side.
0: Wow. And so just even the other aspect of what I learned just being in different cities and different areas when it comes to the markets of radio, you know, you really can't program a station the same and you really can't pitch an artist and the music the same way to each particular market. How were you able to, like you said, juggle that? you programming over here and then you're, you're working the records over there. Like you said, it wasn't a conflict of your interest, but how were you able to still keep that, that line of integrity, that line of being able to be fair in and, and that level?
1: Because basically, man, I I basically used the charts and seeing what was going on. And what I just, I I wanted to make sure is what I don't do is get my own personality or how I feel about a record because music changed. When rap first came out, none of my program directors, when I got in radio, wanted to hear rap music. So I said, as I got older, uh, uh, as I went on, I want to let people not decide my feelings about a project or a music that uh, that people want to hear and kind of let – while you look at the charts, you kind of see what's hot and what's not hot, and then you kind of go from there. But even much so, I, I, I like the chance of giving jocks a chance to bring things to the table that may not be on the charts, that may be happening, so that way we kind of get a different sound of what we are to not be like – like now, you know, you go to East city, you hear the same basic things. It doesn't have have its own, as I would say, like down south, we call it gumbo. You know what I'm saying? It's own mixture. You go to New Orleans, you're gonna have it, hear a different sound. Back in the day, you hear here So You know, when you went to a city like where I'm from, from Houston, if you start hearing the screwed up music right. or those type of things, you know that was a Houston thing. So, and that's even going to Rochester. That's eventually what I want to do. I want to get to rock because I always tell artists, people say, well, why this marketing high? Why New York side? Because they know that a lot of times the artists. Don't get the opportunity because the radio station to me is the heartbeat of the city so you have to give those artists an opportunity to come out it might be something hot in rochester you never know you know what i'm saying so or 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 whatever city that you're in and each platform where the music is blown up say like atlanta where i live at now atlanta's hot because the radio stations played atlanta artist music yeah you know that would never be a ti there would never have been none of those big artists. If the radio station didn't play those artists and blow them up in that area, then it wouldn't have took off from there. Mm. So that's so that's where I where I was, and that's why I've been able to, if you want to say, be able to juggle and not have such a high personality that what I say is right. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm.
0: it's a beautiful aspect because you get a chance to see it from both sides of being someone who was once on the radio as a personality a DJ, right. a programmer and then now from the other side um, of being someone who's being able to pitch records so going from rap a lot to Interscope because you were at Interscope for a very <laughs> long time
1: yeah I was at Interscope for 15 years now by 15 that's a
0: rarity you know because I feel like in radio I watch people get fired all the time and I'll be like Lord just allow my number don't get caught
1: Oh, well, you know, I, I was good at what I did. <laughs> I just put it like that. So, uh-huh. so you, I, I make myself an asset. I try to most of the majority of the time. And even though being an asset, they still let you go. But I, but, but one thing I've always done, and I, I put past on anybody, listen, I've been one of those guys like a Jamaican mind. I don't want to have one job mind. I got to have three or four jobs mind. So yeah. I, you know, I, my, my motto is never drive a car without a spare tire. Wow. So so no matter what job I have, I'm going to have a spare tire because that. Car that tire is going to eventually go flat. So when it goes flat, what are you going to do? You don't have a spare tire in the back. So I always make sure I have something else going on, even if it doesn't carry you over. It, it's something to, uh, you know, to uh, keep your income, another income source, growing.
0: Wow. So, making sure multiple streams of income, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Having eggs in separate baskets, because one drop you right. got another one over there. Okay, I think right. was, that's definitely key, because I feel like that's something we have to create our own stability in this industry, this industry of entertainment, because things are always flexing. And like, even right now, currently, when we have this corona situation, where people are quarantined, and a lot of artists aren't able to, to do what they normally do, go on tours you know, going out for um, different um, events and being able to be paid for that. Like, in your position, how are you now able to, to work with your artists and discuss with them about being creative during this time?
1: Well, we, we, well it's funny we want to call the other day. So we're trying to come up with creative ideas on what for the, the artists do. You know, of course, the Instagram interviews and things of that nature. Um, I got, matter of fact, there's one artist that I, I manage, uh, Jay Howell, He's been going on live, doing live concerts from in the house and everything like that, doing performances right there in the house to his fans, and and, and really and truly, it it has helped his fan base build. And what uh, what's happening right now, uh, I like prime example. I don't a lot of these shows probably won't start up to the next year. So a lot of artists, we got to find new ways to incorporate for artists to make money because a lot of artists that's how they make their money. Once they sign that deal, especially if they were a the major label, once they sign that major deal, that big check they got, they probably won't see another check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no time soon. It could be years. So a lot of money they was making was from touring and merchandising. So now it's that we got we have to re, we have to reinvent ourselves, and that's from everybody, even myself. I'm trying to find other ways now. How do I reinvent myself? What do I do? Do I? Uh, I find out how I can make music. I mean, not music, make money by just using my computer sitting in my house. You know what I'm saying? Where it's doing some type of trading on stocks or whatever, just trying to do something different that you can do from your house now. You know what I'm saying? You don't have nobody on on your back, say, even some of my radio personalities. A lot of them are are, are broadcasting directly from their homes and stuff. So now is the time, once you do something, let me figure out something else that I can do because this world is changing. And, and 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 it's going to become where a lot of these jobs and and some of these people might even bring people back to the office. We don't know what's going to go on. You know what I'm saying? So it's about a re re and it, and I think it's for everybody, not one person or not just one segment of the industry from music, this overall business aspect, but from the music side. I mean, uh, each day we on a, uh we doing a conference call. What do you call it? Or uh, not uh. Zoom? uh a Zoom, we on a Zoom call you know, three or four or five times a week. And, and, and so it, it, that's that's where it is now.
0: And so just understanding that um, and being someone who was able to branch out, like you created your own independent, I believe, your business, which was uh, Set the Pace.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Setting the Pace. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so,
0: So when you were working with independent artists from that standpoint, you know, the level of creativity they had to come with before they were even being pitched to bigger record companies. So being able to have both aspects and looking at that, because I know I have a few artists on here, you know, what are your advice to artists when it comes to kicking off because I feel like nowadays it's not a lot of work, A&R work in a sense of developing artists, you know, before they, when they get to the, the major records companies, they have to actually come already prepared. So like what is your, your take on that, you know, especially coming from both aspects and seeing it from the ground up and then being here at a higher level?
1: Well, I will use an artist that I've, I've worked that I uh, worked with that started off by the name of Yo Gotti. Mm-hmm. Yo Gotti uh, came my office back I say was two thousand one, two thousand two, and one thing I I I I love about yogadi yogadi. Made himself. He didn't pin on the label, so he was independent. And what Gotti would do, he would go out there and say he started off. He would go do shows. He would say put a portion of his money, maybe ten or fifteen percent of his money, or whatever he did. But I'm just thinking this is what he did. Right. But he would come into my office and say, "Hey, Pace, I want to put this record out or whatever." So we'd come there, we will see what his budget was, and we will put a marketing plan together for him, and we'll go attack radio in that certain. What we made, he he treated whatever whatever area he can cover. Marketing-wise, he treated he treated that area like it was the United States. Mm. So he would he was in Memphis, so it was two or three hours to St. Louis, and we do St. Louis radio. Two or three hours to Little Rock, we do Little Rock. Three hours to Jackson, Mississippi. Three two hours to uh, Nashville. So he we would cover those areas. So you, you, people think about Yo Gotti, but Yo Gotti has had a long career because that was 2001 when he started off. He really got to a national fame. I would say 2010 or whatever. Uh, uh at, at that time, so he has grown, but he kept investing in himself. What a lot of artists out there do, they go to record labels and they work the record labels to do everything for them. Those days are over with. Uh, labels now are, are looking for you to have a buzz or something going on for yourself, and a lot of artists don't do that. they going, I signed with it, Rock Nation, and you trust me, I'm at Rock Nation. Right, Do you doing anything? They only gonna do so much. You're not gonna get a, uh, a radio budget unless you got some streams and everything else is going on. So now my message to the artist is like, radio to me is getting you, me to get your regular radio. It's the paint job on the card. Mm-hmm. The first thing the artist should do is go out there. Now it's easy for you to put your music on social media. Go out there, buy Google ads, go buy Facebook ads. Mike, if you're artists, let's say in Buffalo, mm-hmm. we Buffalo like it's the United States. Low Buffalo up first, then from Buffalo to transition down to Rochester or wherever, you know, and they go from the area. But what you do, can't come to, uh, to your radio station, be okay, be like, can you put in the air? Make BLK okay, come to you and want to play your record. Right. that's what artists you know what i'm saying so if you hide in the streets and you buzzing trust me it's going to get to one of the jocks it's going to get to the program director and they're going to find out this record is so hot we got to give it a shot and go from there so once you do that then you start to do the spread but i think a lot of times the artists want that quick turnaround they want that quick success they don't want to work and realize sometimes some artists get that quick fame or that quick one hit that takes them way. but guess what How many of those artists that have those one hits that you don't hear about anymore? Right. Okay? So they only run for a certain time. So if you're going to build a career, you got to build a fan base. And I tell artists, don't go around trying to buy, uh, you know, Facebook likes and and, and all these other things because you do that. Those are not your true fans. Mm -hmm. You you go and you work. And and when somebody, if you go and like a person, page and start following them, they become your fan. That way, five years from now, you go going to do a show. Those same fans are going to show up. Those same same fans are going to buy your merchandise and things of that nature. So some move faster, some move slow. So that's my thing from the music side. And I try to get an artist, and I try to, you know, get them. Everybody's not going to make it. And now it's not about what's good anymore. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be great. I see artists who don't have great records, but they got great work ethics. Okay? So they work it. And now... And so the point, people don't have to like your music. They just got to like you, you know? That's,
0: that's definitely it. And I think, and and, as, and I, I feel like as you being someone who is interdated into radio, and I feel like that's how it was, you know, growing up, listening to radio. I did this cool announcement similar to you. So I thought that was funny. Um, right. How are you able to decipher between, like, your heart of knowing great music and then decipher, like you said, of knowing... UI uh, right for right now, folks may like you, but that ain't really it. Like, how do you, how do you juggle that appropriately? Like, we're being able to encounter artists who you sound like trash, and that's the reality
1: of it. Well, but- I was a thing. <laughs> I'm not AR. I'm just marketing promotion. I don't sign them. <laughs> I just I, I, I promote them. <laughs> so trust me, I work a lot of records, and I'd be like, wow, Rick, okay, yeah. okay. mm-hmm.
0: And so when, when working records, and I feel like, you know, a shout out to a few folks on here I know uh, that definitely do the same. What, what is your, your Lester Pace science to it? Because there's a science to being able to get somebody, a program director, a DJ, a personality, to buy into this artist if we never even really heard it and to really take a moment of the time to listen to this artist and to be like, okay, I'm feeling it. And like you said, you know, I remember one time hearing the song and I wasn't really feeling the song, but I went and looked at the artist's social media. And I was like, yo, how did you get a million followers? And then I started diving into their antics and what they're doing. So now I'm into their storyline, like you said. So, right. you know, for you, it's just like, what is your, your science to getting people to buy in to the artists that you say? You're, you're on the other side. You're doing promotion. How do you get well, folks to buy into that?
1: Well, a lot of times we get an artist we uh, I, try, I I I kind of do background on find out what is it, what is it going to be the appeal to make you like this artist if it's a female is she she had a sex appeal that's going to make guys gravitate to her or is are women going to gravitate to her you know what i'm saying so a lot of times you know artists artists to me it's just not you can go to church and find anybody who can sing right. okay so some so that and then finding out all those things to do. Did you write your own music? You know, all the, you, you go try to figure out all the things about the artist and like you say, find out your story. Because everybody, I, I'm not everybody, but most times you got to have some type of story, but it, I got to feel like, what is your appeal that's going to make someone like you? And when I take a record of radio, all the programs are different. I'll use a prime example right now. We have a new Booz Buntan record on Rock Nation mm-hmm. that we're working. And so we got a record with him and John Legend. So And we're working on the urban AC format, and I got a couple of programmers who don't want to play the record because they're telling me that reggae doesn't work in that market. Mm -hmm. So now, as I continue to build the record on the chart, I'm trying to figure out. In the back of my mind, I know I got to go to these guys in a few weeks with another story. So the story that I told them last week is not going to work. So besides showing them chart position, I got to show them some other think of other things that I need to show them that that they're personally going to like. You know, about about the artist. So it's 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 it's, trust me, it's it's different because the same guy took a record to this week and he's my friend may not play the next record I bring next week because he don't like it, you know, so I got to try to come in and see whether I I go in and do some type of promotion in, in, in that market. Getting people, you know, it, it's just you just come up with various different things now, especially now with this new digital age uh, of, of made by ads in that market and, and, and run things just in that market that people here in the record and they start calling the station asking about it.
0: Right. And so, like, yeah. you speak about this digital age, you know, right now a lot of things are coming to the forefront. You know, we have the rise in Minnesota, the killing of, of Floyd. It's just, you know, uh, a mod. Brianna, you know, how do you feel like in this state that music plays a major, you know, impact? Like for me, radio is the original social media, so we have to utilize our voice and speak about these different components and things that's happening throughout. But when I think about even using radio, how artists came together and, and spoke their piece, or even like the artists like Kendrick Lamar, who was able to speak about "This Is America," you know, the current state of what's happening. How do you feel in regards to what artists should be doing at this moment? Or do you feel they should be doing anything to really voice their opinions and really, you know, create some kind of mobilizing and direction?
1: I think, I think we, I think we, like, if you notice on my Instagram page the other day, I put up a public enemy post, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I get people, hit me up, oh, you got to vote, you got to vote. I say, first of all, I say, what about me not voting? I said it was said, I'm not part of any party. OK, that's just me personally. I, I'm not a part of Democrats. I'm not a Republican. I just feel to me personally, it's just like me saying if, if I belong to one party then they take my vote for granted. They feel that I'm going to go that way. So I understand the fact that Democrats you where the Ku Klux Klan started from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I so my thing is, I, I, I decide to never be a part of a group. Mm-hmm. okay because I call groups sheep sheeple sheep will sheep follow people I don't follow nobody wow. if I'm gonna make a decision it's gonna be a decision based on my own so that's why I like the back when we had the days of public enemy or uh, Marvin Gaye who was singing one fight way but the yeah. problems start happening in Vietnam and everything even and you watch the story Barry Gordon them, didn't want to go that way but he came out what's going on and mm-hmm. brought those things on so we miss those type of artists that have come out now and go what's going on to now just you can sing about things but coming. Seeing things at a heartfield that's going to touch your soul and it kind of weigh people up because you look in the era and in that era of, uh, I guess, what the early 70s when all this stuff was going on, you had a lot of militant stuff going on. And I just think now uh, what we have to do is cool to go and protest, it's cool to go to, go to those things. But I think I tell people, my my belief is it's economics, yes. okay? Until we get money and be able to go and hire a uh, lobbyist in mm-hmm. DC it doesn't make any money. I tell people, you can take a million men and watch D.C. and hold up flags, give me a million dollars to go through the back door and find out how, how to make these laws change and everything like that. That's what's going to get it done. Cause you still, if not, I I feel our race is going to keep hurting because that's what, I, I'm not racist or anything, that's what the Jews do. The Asian people, they all got lobbies in D.C. working for them to get some of the things they want to get changed. And that's the only way I think that we're going to make change.
0: Absolutely. And I think change also comes from the aspect of what you talked about earlier on before we got dived into ownership, you know, like you said, ownership. Yeah, exactly. And kind of let's get back to that. You know, you, you've been on the radio, DJ, rap a lot, Interscope, now you're with Rock Nation, but before Rock Nation happened, you kicked off the station in Rochester. Why did you think that that was important of something that you had to do? You know, from being someone who got there starting radio and decided to dive into it fully with ownership in it. You know, what made you say, you know, this is something I want to do and have to do?
1: Well, I've always when I started radio, I always wanted to say I want to on my own radio station. My goal was to get at least four or five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would still want to do four or five, but I want to do it. What I wanted to do is tell most other people in radio, let's quit worrying about the iHearts and all these other big corporations and, and, and go on our own. We're not gonna never have a voice until if we had thirty if we had thirty five fifty owners right now, we can put the message out what we want to do right now. You know what I'm saying? We could become the black Wall Street. We can come do the things and control our control what, what we do in our own area. So that was my, my goal, was like it still was to, to buy a station. It wasn't even that it was going to be Rochester. Mm-hmm. I just wanted the station. It had to be a certain market that had certain criteria. And then I found out I didn't even realize Rochester had as many blacks as they did mm-hmm. until I bought when I was looking at the one uh, yeah, the, Right. I <laughs> am like, wow, I didn't realize that. I didn't yeah. realize, you know, what I was like, wow. So it, t- it blew me away. From that thing So when I got in there And I So now my whole goal Was to come in And I eventually It's not where I want to be Nearby It's not It's only 25% I wanted to change And get back to what Radio used to be Being a service to the community You know what I'm saying So Because most of the corporations Don't care about the community no more All they care about If you look at iHeart And I say them Because uh, I'm no nope. Neither one of us work for them so it's no big deal. So you won't <laughs> get in trouble. <laughs> right, right. But but stations like those, they only care about you know, their national buys and everything. They really don't care nothing about the community. I mean, I got friends at iHeart right now that have lost their jobs, and they were only making $8 per hour or whatever they were making. You know what I'm saying? So right. I want to get back and try to get back community and, and, just, and just try to build and then encourage other people to get radio stations. And, and now we all can come together as a voice, as one, as black ownership, and build from there.
0: Absolutely, I think that's it. that's so important. And as you talk about just building the communities, I feel like you've kind of also been on your own mission with being able to push health as well, right? Why is that something you feel is necessary? Because you, you post about black seed oil. You know, <laughs> Man, girl,
1: money. you've been following me, have you? <laughs> listen, I, I follow, listen, I'm,
0: I'm a kind of person, I'm like, who is these people?
1: You know, right. you get a chance to know right.
0: people by what they post about. Everybody ain't who they are when they post about, you know? So right. I've learned, I said, oh, he's consistent with this, this whole, health, right. you know, health as well. So why do you feel that's also important along with ownership? Because it, it plays a part right now, as we know, in our current state with COVID-19, a lot of people who are affected are African-Americans. Why people right. we have preconditions? Um, right. Health is not the greatest. So, you know, from your standpoint, I feel like you've kind of been um, an advocate just in your own right. And why do you feel like that's important, especially in our line
1: of work? Well, what happened, I'll just give you a scenario. What happened my son uh, back when he was uh, 14 or 13, he had a kidney condition. Mm -hmm. And so what happened, he he, um, was was going to have a kidney transplant. So this lady told me about a doctor, holistic doctor. Which I didn't know what Holistic Doctors was So I took him down to Birmingham, Alabama And I found this Holistic Doctor And he did ran these different tests uh, Natural tests And he told my son that he was Sugar is a poison And it was affecting him so to stay away from sugar So my son took some of the herbs And went and took the test from the doctor And that was the first time the doctor asked What did he do? His kidney functions got better so I tried to get my son to stay on it, but he was young then. He did he stand up? He still end up having to have a kidney transplant. So at that time, I asked myself, I was like, man, how did the medical society get started? So I went and did my own research and found out about this thing called the Flexner Report and found out that how the, the, uh, the uh, American Medical Association got started. So when I did my research, I found out that you know the books that the doctors get come from Merck and all these people. So and it's all the drugs. So when I started trying to tell people about natural herbs they start saying I was was I was going to the voodoo doctor and all those <laughs> types of things so you know I'm one of those people I, I'm not easily bruised so I, I just continued on my mission and I start seeing people getting healed from taking black seed on and doing other things changing their diet and putting you know God's giving things on them so trust me I still eat bad I make sure I do a lot of things that that, that that I should do. And I got, if you see my backpack, next time I see you, I mean, you open up, you're going to see all these cretos in my bag that I have with me from Black seed all to, I mean, it's just, it's just a whole list of oregano. I just had a friend the other day, he was sick. And I told him, I sent him some oregano, and he was like, oh my God, man, Lester, I feel so much better. I say, dude, it kills um, you know, just <laughs> so many different things. And I think what we don't do, And and mainly not just us, but anybody's not even coming. We don't go do our own research. Mm -hmm. We don't do our own things and what's helpful. I tell people, I tell you about something. Do don't take it. Go do your own research. Don't just believe me. Because first, I'm not going to debate you. Okay, I'm just going to outlive you. That's my goal. Okay. So (laughs) you die before I do. Hey, I I want. Okay. Yes, and and that is there. So that's and and, but just to be healthy. So that's why. I ain't going to get into the thing. I ain't putting no mask. I'm not doing all of the other things because I'm going to build my immune system up. I'm going to show you that I can win Win by being healthy and doing the things that we should do that, and, 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 and not have a pre-existing condition. You know what I'm saying? If right. it is, figured out and everything. So I'm an advocate of that. And two things I post mostly. Knowledge is power with health as well. Yes, knowledge is power health as well. And, you know, I don't
0: know what's going on with your sound. I think you might have your phone on your um. You, you want to make sure I hear you right.
1: Oh, you better not. What about yeah. now?
0: Hear you. Wait. Okay. Right you starting to get echoed. A little echo there. And so, okay. and like you said, knowledge is power. Is health is wealth. And the from the knowledge standpoint, you have a wealth of it. Um, you know, from being in the industry for so long, being able to maneuver between different components of the industry and still survive the industry, right? Um, because it's, it's not an easy. It's not an easy plight. So you know, for words, I like to call it the G codes. My G codes to success. What would be Lester's G codes to success? Three G codes, you know. And if you got more, feel free to give them um, that you live by that has allowed you to to elevate through through your time and really stay on top. And and really, like you said, having multiple streams and everything in a different basket, um, so that you can continue on in your success.
1: Well, one thing uh, I I say. In this business, in, I can I say industry, or they're in, they their leading industry, in, mm-hmm. the, in the dust. okay? So in this industry, you got to keep yourself to where you are very important asset to this business. So when I got let, when I got let go in, in, uh, from the uh, that's why I said I was going to buy a radio station. Because at that mm-hmm. point, me on the station, they're gonna have to deal me from the record side or the radio side. Okay, all you can't right. just pick me off and say that I'm old. You're an old guy, yeah. I'm old, but I'm gonna be wise too. So, uh, and then the other things, is on your own, uh, on your own record label. Right now, it's easier to do that because it's it's a digital world. You don't have to press up CDs anymore. Back in the day, you had to press up all these CDs, get them distributed. To the store you just upload your music online. So the, the opportunities are there. We just got to grasp it. And to my, I want to say to one of my guys, Jerry Clark, did yes, I think CMOS is great. You know, that's an, uh, it's another great There's a lot of good stuff out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Somebody oh, mentioned CMOS. So if anybody... Oh yeah, one
0: me. of my guys, Jerry, Jerry Clark said,
1: what's up, Michelle? I see Michelle downey Houston on there. Hello. <laughs>
0: Somebody bitching C boss Yes, I see a lot of people talking about it. And um, you said, mm-hmm. do you do? Have you been um, using CMOs It works for you?
1: Yeah, but you, I use see, I try a little bit of everything. Wow. I, something I, I got something else I forgot it was I was looking up other day that I'm gonna try. I try to do a little bit of everything. I, I, I'm that test tube baby. I go figure out if it works for
0: you. I love it. And if anybody have any questions, you can absolutely post it here or um drop it in there because I know. It's a few, it's a few artists on here. Um, And so just to kind of get back to, I know the ownership component, like how would you, like you mentioned even one owning their own record label, you know, and like you said, you don't have to press anything anymore. And even just get into the aspect of owning your own radio station. That was always a goal of mine, right? Um, And it still is. But it's like with the changes and everything, how do you feel one should go about ownership now? In, in regards to just being in this industry so whether it's a radio station or even a record label what would be you know your your advice on taking that approach
1: i would have I, the whole thing like if like say for instance, a person yourself who been in, in uh working in radio a long time mm-hmm. um i, I I've, I've uh processed probably been the process of doing three or four radio stations before and so this is like my third one, and, and each one of those other experiences was a learning experience for me. So the thing you can never do is say, I failed at it. You know what I'm saying? You only fail if you don't try again. You know what I'm saying? So each, each time I own a radio station, I I, 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 I no experience to what I want to do and decide to post these next one. And, and so that's that that was my deal uh, as, far as, like, as far as doing the radio side. I like that. Somebody mm-hmm. said... Kerry said, "Are you looking for new artists?" <laughs> what, what what I what I tell artists? <coughs> excuse me, there are a million of you out there, a million. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think you're gonna know, discover? You gotta make the the labels take notice of you. A mm-hmm. guy you know, hit me in the back my back page the other day. He gave me this long story about. Uh, how great he is, and he sings gospel, and this and this and that, and I want to do it for God and everything like that. That's fine and navy. but if you don't not getting on, on social media, building up your uh, your uh, your uh, Instagram followers, or putting music out there for somebody to show something, make you want these these labels are not like in the '60s when they're gonna come and uh, uh, train you. Got to be already prepared and ready to go when they come after you. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be signed, and I tell a lot of artists why do you want to be signed right now you don't get ripped off the labeling will give you that much you're not going to have no network they might give I, I know labels signing artists not giving a 25 a major label giving artists 25 50 thousand dollars and they sitting on the shelf for 4 or 5 years mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so if you make go out there I would stay independent find yourself a, a, your own uh find yourself uh, your, your, your own uh, fan base and once you find that fan base continue to build that and keep putting music out there now all of a sudden you might have a record to take off and start streaming instead of you getting $25,000 uh, $50,000 you're going to get your multi-million dollar deal well,
0: that's that's a good point so to all my artists I hope that you guys are listening to the vet here he dropped some, some serious gems and um, I know you. Uh, well, we're gonna be cranking down on an hour soon. And uh, before you go, I definitely want to figure out. You know, I believe most, like you said, knowledge is power. So I'm sure you're reading some books. So what were some books that um, Lester has dived into that has helped you in this, in this, in this industry, and in, in, in life overall?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Well, one of them, of course you said the One was multiple streams of income That was the first one I did That told me, you know, by never driving a car Without a spare tire right. um, mm. um, A lot of that And I, I watch a lot of documentaries mm. Okay so, you know, a lot of times I read, I, I, I get tired of reading. So I go and watch a lot of documentaries. And what I'm on, I like, uh, fall asleep watching YouTube, listening to the documentaries. And then when I come back and do it, just just do a lot of research on my own. Once I get something, I go, especially on the health side and the knowledge side. So what I, like prime example, I tell people, even when it comes to uh, the information, if you only get your information from once, source, say, for instance, like, you know, a lot of people say, I listen to you and I listen to Fox. Oh, no, because I listen to Fox on the CNN. Well, to me, you're not really being informed because you have to listen to both sides of the story to make it informed. Uh, informed, you don't know, it's like somebody—if you only heard one side, you don't know what the other side is. And so right. then, from there, I can't information. And I go—I have a lot of independent uh people that I follow who are biased on stuff on YouTube or whatever. So I have my own people that I follow. And I listen to all three stories, and I'm like, okay, now. I use my current intuition to tell me what makes sense, and then i I'll go from there.
0: Absolutely. Someone said, uh, name some of the documentaries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, well, the first one I watched, it blew me away with <laughs> What is
0: it? I can't hear you. Your phone is, like, doing something.
1: Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I said the first one I watched was uh, when was a lot of stuff happened back in 2000. It was zeitgeist. You know what I'm saying? So I, I started watching those, and then a lot of stuff then went on uh, the, a black wall street documentary i mm-hmm. uh, saw so things that i things that they never taught us that i went back and i had to go i, re, I re-educated myself to what was true because i felt like a lot of things we i've been taught i don't know everybody else but were lies. so now i had to re-educate myself I'm like hmm, okay this is how this happened you know so then i started looking at uh, things about health and um uh, 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 uh i was trying to think uh like dr Savy i was here mm-hmm lot of his uh, videos and stuff and see what he had to say about him. So, um, both sides for his knowledge, because I'm like, Oh, this is what I got. This is what they, you know, the government lied to us about, you know what I'm saying? And things of that nature, so.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, I appreciate that because sometimes what I've realized, even going to college, <laughs> they lie. A lot of these guys <laughs> lied. Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> And I'm right. like, yeah, this ain't real I gotta I gotta relearn And, and re-educate myself So um, you're absolutely right In every aspect for that And sir, you know, uh, before um, Instagram shut us down, I really want to say I appreciate your time um,
1: No problem, when I can either come to, to Buffalo, Buffalo Or to the right That means you're gonna hang out now Okay, yeah, I, I, don't you, I, I don't know if you can be seen with me. I don't want to get you in no trouble, so maybe be Buffalo would probably be better for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just feel like, I, like you said, the more ownership, the better, you know, and the right. more we're able to have healthy competition, the better it is. And, you know, for me, I've learned a lot because I love people who really genuinely love radio, right? And right. being able to start with, you know, like you said, you started with the kids program, I started with, at my community center when we first had a, um, a radio station in our community center, and you can hear it like two blocks over. So it's just really that love of connecting with the community that I think is imperative that we have to get back to, that you spoke on. And of course, with the entire aspect of ownership is absolutely key. So uh, I appreciate you for sharing your knowledge, your input, and I hope people really caught these gems of ownership, not having all your eggs in one basket, you know, Make right. your city your United States. Where did you get that analogy from? Make your city your United States.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Your phone was breaking up. I didn't hear
0: you. Oh, I said, where did you get that analogy from of making your city your United States? Like working it like it's United what? States.
1: Well, but because i worked with a lot of independent artists helping them grow i just always I, that was just something i came up my own that i that i figured i'm on we, we just gonna, gonna spread ourselves i take the artists to the areas that he can cover so that's just something i came on i just believe that's what you do whatever your dollar allows you to do that's how far you take it i
0: love it i love it well well mr lester i appreciate you definitely gonna make sure i make every city i'm in my uh united states and um I hope the artists that are on here, personalities too, do the same because that right there was
1: a was a good gem for this evening. <laughs> hey, no problem. I appreciate you having me. You know, if you ever need me again, I'm here for you. I have no problem.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
1: I, I, I see Rochester in the house. What's up, LJ? <laughs> oh, yeah. I
0: see a, a few people yeah. popped in on here, so they're going to be able to catch the replay if they missed it all.
1: Right. Okay, <laughs> all dear. Right. Take Thank care. You so Thank much. you. Have a good night. All right, you too.
0: A big thank you to Mr. Lester Pace for coming through and gracing us with his time, his wisdom, his jewels. And don't forget, health is wealth, is ownership is key. Ownership, own your shit. There it is, just as simple. Well, my go-getters, I hope you took notes. And don't forget, you could actually rewind this, (laughs) play it again, and make sure you share it, share it, share it, because sharing is caring with other people you may know. Well, I appreciate you for stepping in to the g-code don't forget to follow me on that twitter instagram and facebook snapping on snapchat too at all things adrie v the go-getter that's a to the d r to the iv t-h-e-g-o-g-e-t-t-a in a true fashion thank you so much for listening to the g-code be sure to subscribe to the G-Code Podcast. Find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all places a podcast lives. Also, download AJV The Go-Getter app on your Google Play and or your iTunes App Store for free. And always get the G-Code Podcast at your fingertips. Want to catch up on the G-Code Podcast? Well, go to www.adrivthegogetter.com and also subscribe on SoundCloud and YouTube. Remember, you can check a new episode out each and every Wednesday as we get you over the hump with the g G-code.
1: I was born in the G code embedded in my blood. Matter of fact, you just triggered a level orange G code security threat. I oh, that's the G code.